Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Thank you for joining the Leadership Global program this week. At Leadership Global, we feature inspiring connections with powerful women in business, politics, and entertainment that provide priceless guidance about the pivotal steps that push them in the direction of their purpose, their mission, and their dreams. Don't miss all the practical tools, resources, and quick tips that you can use today to show up, speak up, and step up in your career and your personal life. Learn more about our confidential, supportive, and global community on our website, leadhershipglobal.com. You know, regardless of where you are in your negotiation journey, from novice to seasoned pro, Today's guest, Corrine Wooford, offers leadership and negotiation secrets, empowering you to save money, expand sales, and leave a legacy of influence and impact. Corrine will share a lot of really great stories as well as research findings, and she'll share her extensive experience negotiating over the past three decades. Whether you're negotiating your own compensation package, an employee's salary, or negotiating your next big business deal, understanding your negotiation strategy is absolutely vital to understanding your emotions and getting the best results. Join us to learn how to uncover your negotiation mindset and shift from sabotaging beliefs so you can stop leaving money on the table no matter what side of the deal you're on. Listen in to learn how to strengthen relationships in all aspects of your life, confidently creating wins all around your business and personal life by negotiating with success and achieving your goals in your authentic leadership style. Now, let me tell you just a minute about Corrine. Corrine Wooford is an award-winning founder, CEO, and mentor of a strategic business advisory firm in San Antonio, Texas. She teaches corporate leaders and women entrepreneurs from Dallas to Dubai her many negotiation and leadership secrets, empowering them to save money, expand sales, and create a meaningful difference in the world. Corrine's new book, Negotiate with Success, How to Get What You Want When You Want It, Faster and Without a Fight, has recently become a number one international bestseller. Corrine, I am thrilled to welcome you to the Leadership Global Podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here on Leadership Global. Thank you. Now, Corrine, I have had the pleasure of, of really learning about you and the impact that you're creating in the world for a while now. But Tell us about your journey. What's actually led you to this place? What's led you to have such passion for helping leaders become great negotiators? 
Absolutely. Well, you know, it all started, I guess, I come from a very big Italian family, and we used to have these family meetings. So uh, while at the time I wasn't uh, aware of it, I can look back now and see that that really was my first opportunity for my voice around the table. And then fast forwarding to, uh, you know, being a collegiate, I've always been involved with learning and development, but I chaired a North Texas leadership training group where collegiate leaders taught other collegiate leaders leadership skills. And then that just sort of led into my love of learning and development. I started my career at IBM. I I guess you knew that. And then I took the leap early on at the advice of a mentor to become an entrepreneur and work for a global training and development company. So it was there that I realized for the first time that my sort of overgiving nature was costing me thousands and thousands of dollars and it had to stop. Uh, I'll just share this quick story with you and your listeners. I was 29 years old, Linda, and I was working with this global consulting company. We were in Nashville getting ready to teach a sales management training for Sony executives. And in comes the learning and development director, and she says, we've got a problem. The executives from Sony would like their program in French tomorrow. Do we have any takers? And if you were there, you would have heard a pin drop. But me, all I could hear was my heart beating 10,000 beats a minute. The conversation in my head saying, whatever you do, Corrine, do not raise your hand. (laughs) And that's just like, um, and I realized that nobody here knows I speak French, right? I mean, do they know I speak French? What if they know I speak French? And then that was it. The, you know, my head was telling me no, but my heart and my hand were saying yes. And I raised my head and said, I can help. So here she comes over and we're prepping over here. And to the right, there was a group of other facilitators and they're laughing. They're saying she, you know, she's the rookie. She probably doesn't even know she could have gotten paid more for that. Well, I didn't even think about it. But then the one, two punch came pretty quick thereafter when I hear that they start talking about their per diems and everyone in that circle was making double what I was making, giving the same level of content to the same level of executives. And I was doing it in French. So I gathered my things. I went up to my room and I was like, Crane, you just had to, you know, volunteer for the toughest gig on the the project. And uh, I said, I decided two things. First, I was going to knock it out of the park the next day with those Sony executives. Second of all, I was going to find out about that per diem thing and negotiate up even though I didn't know how to negotiate. (laughs) So um, the first thing happened, we were the talk of the town. The Sony executives were amazing. And then, you know, the negotiation sort of took a dog leg to the right in that I had to wait over three months to talk to the executive vice president. And the whole time I was a challenge with self-doubt, as so many women are, because nobody wants to be the difficult one. You know, I loved my job. I didn't want to appear greedy. (laughs) I, you know, I had all my, you know, uh, attitude questionnaires that said I was awesome and, (laughs) and, you know, helping the company. But anyway, um, as it turned out, I was able to talk to my father, who was a great entrepreneur. And he said, listen, you don't have to choose between being a good person and getting a good deal. 
just go in and talk to them. It can be fair. And practicing with him and men and women was very helpful for me. And it gave me the confidence to go in. And as it turned out, that vice president immediately gave me a raise. And what I shared with him was that I was not as concerned about the money as understanding how we could all, all of the facilitators, now I was a senior training and development consultant at the time, but how could all the facilitators learn how they could increase their pay? So we talked about it and we came up with a way that they could go through their programs, you know, get tested and become um, certified, if you will. And it offered a lot of clarity for everyone on the team. And I think research has shown that women will negotiate on behalf of others a lot stronger than they will on behalf of themselves. <laughs> so that was um that was a meaningful experience early on in my career. Then of course, as you know, growing your business, you know, sitting on boards, raising millions of dollars for companies, you're going to need to have skills and ability to create value around the table. So I was able to do that as well over the 30 years that I've been in business. Those are great stories. And you're right. Women often feel that negotiation equates conflict and confrontation. And so for them, they believe that negotiation is often something to be avoided because mm -hmm. it will automatically mean that they're engaged in some sort of level of confrontation, some sort of level of aggression some sort of level of conflict. And in fact, that's not always true. You can find win-win solutions that in your case, Corrine, actually leveled the playing field for everyone. It provided everyone a more equitable solution because through certification, through a benchmarking program, you were able to establish pay rates that were fair based on experience based on the quality of the presentation, the consultation, and based on the qualifications, you were able to establish a fair rate of pay, which is terrific. And you said that another experience that has really helped lead you to having this deep, rich expertise in negotiation was serving on boards and fundraising. So can you dive into that a little bit? If you are a fundraiser, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are someone that is running a business, you don't have to be in sales to be part of a negotiating team or to be competent in negotiation. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, um, I served as the leadership and development chairperson. Well, I've served in that role in several boards. Uh, we have the YMCA, for example, uh, for, gosh, over eight years, I served on their board here in our market in San Antonio, Texas, and really helped them save, I mean, earn millions of dollars um, across all 13 of the YMCAs here in our market. And, you know, it's interesting because there's always creative ways that you can raise money. Like I'm a tennis player, for example, and the actual YMCA that I was at used to be a professional club. YMCA purchased it. So it had all these tennis courts. And I looked at that as like, 
why aren't we leveraging this asset? And the listeners here can think about, oh, what are some things they're really good at that they can contribute to a board? And we ended up doing a fundraiser at this YMCA that really used these courts. It was on the court for a cause. And we got the whole city involved. We got pros involved from outside of the city that wanted to come in and donate things. And, you know, so we had live auctions and it's really was a lot of fun above and beyond the advanced protocols nowadays for just raising money where anybody can have their own website and, you know, get, you know, encourage people that they know in their circle to donate money. It's not like it used to be. Um, you know, even in, in my book, I wrote about the Girl Scout, you know, who's the most successful Girl Scout ever. And, you know, she leveraged all sorts of online opportunities and um, relationships. And, you know, she also had a few causes that she believed in. So she got the military involved and you can be very creative. But the point is when you like I developed an art and leadership for elementary children when we first moved to San Antonio because there wasn't anything in the school. It has, you know, I didn't know anybody. I They didn't have any money for art and leadership. We got a letter that said they're taking art out of the school because they didn't have the money. And I thought, oh, that's too bad because I love art. <laughs> and so I thought, well, and then I started talking to other women and there were interests there was an interest in there. And since I had expertise in developing program and they had expertise in the politics of PTA and I didn't, we put our heads together and we were able to put this great program in place. And, you know, what they weren't thinking about was from like a business standpoint, how can we get a sponsor? How can we get more than one sponsor? (laughs) Let's fund this thing so we don't go crazy. Um, And how can the kids create things that we can sell and their grandparents will be like, I'll buy a table for $500. It's got my son's thumbprint on it, (laughs) my grandson's thumbprint on it. So anyway, there's a lot of creative ways you could do it. And I think women are not involved enough in boards. So I'm always recommending that my clients get involved and you learn as you go, you know? Um, So I think that hopefully that answered your question. Those are some of my experiences with the boards and me just using the skills and ability and interests that I have to serve the community in a broader way. Yeah, that definitely helps explain how you developed your expertise in negotiation. (laughs) Thank you so much. But, you know, you mentioned several areas of negotiation in some of those examples, negotiating for promotion, negotiating for a pay raise, negotiating for a board seat, negotiating in a sales arena where you may be negotiating over a price point, or maybe it's access to a privilege or an opportunity, or it may be negotiating to solve a problem, to Mm -hmm. align resources, to prioritize work. So there's a lot of different areas that someone could step into that really would benefit from negotiation training and negotiation skill leveling. So what are some of the areas where you have found that most people need help when they negotiate? Sure. You know, I own a strategic business advisory firm and we provide training in 
be the difference leadership and negotiation. The categories of negotiation that I discuss in my book and that I teach quite a bit tie to sales negotiation. And, you know, I'll say three categories, probably sales negotiation, salary or speaker fees, many, many exceptional speakers. And I'll raise my hand do not get the pay that they deserve. Now, that's not the case for me anymore. But for many years, um, you know, I jokingly say I'm a recovering overgiver, but it's not really that big of a joke (laughs) because I used to just give and give and give like so many heart-centered women do. And, you know, that's why I say the number one discounted thing in negotiation is your value. So you have to really stand strong for the value that you bring to the table. So I would say sales negotiation, salary or speaker fees, and then I would say relational harmony. So that covers a lot, but relationships are very important. In fact, getting what you want and strengthening relationships in all aspects of your life is what I talk about in my book with Insider Secrets to Negotiating with Success. I love this. So talk a little bit about relational harmony. Talk about the different aspects of that and how negotiation comes into play to ensure to uplift or to enhance relational harmony. Absolutely. You, you know, we talk a lot in business about negotiation and how important it is in the workplace. You know, it's difficult to feel good about the value you bring to the table if the next individual is getting more than you're getting. I know when I first started hearing Melinda Gates talk she spoke about the fact that it would take 270 years for the United States to reach gender equity. Now, recently that has gone down, which I love. It was the World Economic Forum recently stated that it's now only going to take 135.6 years for the U.S. to reach gender pay equity. (laughs) Well, if we could just teach people how to negotiate, we could expedite the process, right? That's why I'm so committed to this. Um, But so, you know, anytime I'm talking about business negotiations and there's someone in the room that raises their hand and says, yeah, but can you help me get my son out of the basement? Or, you know, my husband wants to go to a Super Bowl for our honeymoon and I want to go to Hawaii or whatever. He has the opportunity to go. Um, So there personal negotiations come into play. And the truth is you could write the biggest deal of your lifetime, come home and play. Let's make a deal with your four-year-old for four books instead of three books for bedtime. So it comes into play all the time. And the first step is to obviously recognize that it's time to negotiate. There's a lot of ways that you can communicate at work, but knowing when to do it and how to do it in a professional manner regarding, say, your pay is very important. And, you know, in general, uh, negotiation is simply a discussion that where both parties seek to formulate a mutually beneficial agreement. Now, if you're talking about sales, it's also a process where differences in price terms and conditions are resolved to gain a mutually beneficial agreement. So I kind of like, I like to talk about the distinction because there are differences in price terms and conditions, uh, et cetera. So, um, and all of those are variables that can help you create a great outcome for others. So, 
you know, for me, the personal part of it is very important. I'm a high I, I'm very interpersonal. Not everybody has those intuitive skills, but they can be learned. And one thing to know is that, you know, you don't have to be 100% Italian like me to know that when emotions rise, skills drop. <laughs> so if you yes. start feeling that, you can step away, regain control, take some deep breaths. And of course, there are other strategies too. But most important is to have a negotiation plan. And that's what helps you get what you want faster and learning how to handle difficult situations and challenging negotiation tactics from other people will help you learn to negotiate without a fight. And both of those things are in my book. I love that, Corrine. Thank you so much. Now, question for you. Of course, you've done a lot of research with negotiation. Tell me a little bit about what the most common mistakes are that people make as they begin to negotiate. And then what the most successful strategies for a successful negotiation would include. So maybe three strategies that will help you be successful in negotiation and three common mistakes that leaders often make when they enter into a negotiation. Okay, sure. I think that, you know, when you ask someone, what are the biggest challenges to negotiating? Well, I mean, we know, according to Forbes, that 20% of women never negotiate. I mean, just think about that. They don't feel safe enough to negotiate. I know this to be true because my grandmother, who, you know, came over from Italy, she never asked directly for what she wanted. And she would always go around and my dad would always say, Ma, what do you want? <laughs> and I remember, I realized that she didn't really feel safe sharing what she wanted because oftentimes she was around people that were a little hot-headed and they might fly off the handle or whatever. So whatever your reason is for not asking specifically for what you want, in my research, talking, you know, interviewing 500 men, 500 women initially, and they were from Fortune 500 companies to small businesses to volunteers that I was working with in the, in the community. The number one reason that men said that their negotiations failed was because they didn't develop the relationship first. And the number one reason women said that their negotiations failed was because they didn't ask specifically for what they wanted. So those are some mistakes I think that people make and certainly other mistakes tied to, you know, not knowing when to negotiate and, you know, working with so many sales teams in large companies, oftentimes I would be asked to either listen in on the calls or ride along with the salesperson. And my proprietary process for negotiation, five-step process, um, it's, all about understanding negotiation principles and preparing with a purpose and sealing the deal and then celebrating in service and mastering your mindset. You know, and the process is for, you know, those that are experienced, those that have some experience negotiating and for those that are seasoned pros and want to get to the next level. So if you're a novice to a seasoned pro, this process should help you and it complements any sales process you have. What I found is that some people are not using their selling skills first. So if someone says, hey, that's just, it's too much money and I'm just not, you know, we're out. And instead of, you know, panicking and start starting to lower the price or giving away the store, whatever, um, you can breathe, 
And you can really think about minimizing the challenge by not responding in kind. And, and that sometimes is your tendency. But to ask a good question, lean in and ask a good question. Don't assume that the deal is done and you have to start moving right into negotiation. You can use your selling skills to find out if, you know, for example, it might just be a misunderstanding that they feel like, you know, the terms are something that perhaps they aren't. And if you find that it's a misunderstanding, then you can just clarify your understanding of that, clear up the misunderstanding and move on. You don't even have to negotiate. But I think that that's a big mistake that people make. They don't use their selling skills appropriately and they move into negotiation too soon and start giving away the store or reducing their profitability. Oh, so smart, Green. I find to your point that simply asking, tell me more about that, or why do you feel that way, really opens up a really productive conversation. So if they said, wow, that is just way too expensive, you can say, wow, that's really interesting. I haven't heard that feedback before. Why do you feel that way? And they can say, well, here's the value I was looking for. Here's the product or service I was looking for. I didn't hear you explain that. And that gives you an opportunity to sort of reposition what it is you have to offer. So I think to your point, opening up big open-ended questions can really mm -hmm. elicit a lot of useful information in a negotiation. I love that. And you also said it's important to step into a negotiation with a plan. And mm -hmm. I could not agree with you more that I think one of the biggest mistakes that any leader makes when they enter into that negotiation table is not coming with a clear plan, not knowing what your bottom is, what success looks like, what you're willing to compromise on. Mm -hmm. I think it's got to be clear to both parties exactly what the value proposition is and what they're willing to walk away from. So I got to tell you, I have read your book and I think it's amazing. And I was honored enough to actually be able to write the foreword of your book. <laughs> And that was such, such an honor. And I will tell you, I recommend to everyone listening to this podcast to pick up a copy of Corrine's book because they can expect to learn in your new book all of the fundamental insider secrets to being able to successfully negotiate. But tell me why you felt like it was important to come out with this book right now to really talk about negotiate with success, how to get what you want, when you want it faster and without a fight. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I do, I have to tell the listeners that what they probably already know is that Linda is amazing. And um, I was so very appreciative that you wrote the forward for my book. That meant a lot to me. And I do see that there are a lot of synergies in the work that we do and the importance of supporting leaders globally and also supporting women in a way that allows them to interact with men and others in the world in a way that lifts everyone up. So we need great men too. And certainly my book uh, talks to that. You know, part of the research that I did for the book, and many of us know that women on a upswing right now, uh, I became a woman entrepreneur over 30 years ago, sort of way before it was cool. It's pretty cool right now. <laughs> um, I have to just say that um, research really shows that when women make more money, 
They use the money to make the world a better place. And I know probably everyone here has a heart cause that they're very interested in. If for no other reason than that, I, I would say learn how to negotiate because I really believe that when you become a better negotiator, you will become a stronger business leader and you'll be able to achieve your goals, make more money and create a meaningful difference in the world faster. And I really felt that if I could help even one woman may create a meaningful difference in the world and maybe help her increase her earning power, that that was really going to change the world. And so my hope is that that happens and continues to work in the world. I've um, had the pleasure of working with over 100,000 professionals, teaching them leadership and negotiation skills, and helping them earn or save millions of dollars as a result. So my hope is that that's going to continue to change the world for the better moving forward. Oh, absolutely, Corrine. You've made such an incredible impact on leaders all around the world on one of the most fundamental skills that you have to master as a leader, and that's negotiation. But it's also one of the most intimidating, one of the misunderstood, and one of the most very anxiety-provoking kind of skills that you can sort of lean into, and that's negotiation. So I am so grateful to you that you are providing such wealth of knowledge and expertise and wisdom and, and research into the study of how to negotiate with success, especially for women that, you know, research shows that women are very, very nervous around issues of negotiation. They feel as though they're going to be stepping into an arena where it will be very confrontational. There will be a lot of conflict it will be very aggressive and most women really are quite nervous about entering into a negotiation, but they can be great negotiators because it is all about relationship, which I so love that you mentioned. So Corrine, one last question for you. I know that in your career, you've been able to work with some of the most inspiring, you know, Fortune 50 corporate CEOs, some of the most inspiring thought leaders, innovators, pioneers, trailblazers, and you have still helped them move to that next level of leadership and also negotiation skill. But along the way, you've probably received some leadership advice that's been really impactful for you. So what would you share with our audience to help them think differently about their own leadership? Yeah, let me think about it. I mean, there have been so many wonderful mentors and leaders that I've had the opportunity to work with. And I will say the most effective leaders are those that can come to it with their own authentic style and, um, of course, move people in a way that makes them feel like they want to do the next best step. And I think it has to do with going beyond your comfort zone and really pulling people in with a shared vision of where you all want to go. And then communicating it in a way that makes really good sense for everyone and gets them excited about taking the next step with you. I think it's true that it takes a village, whether it's, you know, in the home taking, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, but it, it takes a village to pretty much accomplish anything nowadays. And, you know, our world is getting smaller. And so if we can just say, hey, 
let's unite and move forward this vision together. I think that's the best way to look at leadership and to do it in your own unique, authentic style. Oh, that's such a beautiful way of wrapping up today's conversation. It reminds me of that old African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Corinne. Thank you so much for the wisdom, the expertise, the guidance that you so generously offered in today's conversation, all about how to negotiate with success. Pauline Wolford, thank you so much. Thank you for joining Lead Hership Global's award-winning podcast. As a member of Lead Hership Global, you have the opportunity to meet inspirational leaders, create lifelong friendships, and be surrounded by others who are invested in your success. Join our global community of inspiring women in leadership, women who will help you create greater levels of impact, support your personal and professional breakthroughs, and help you accelerate your success. Don't miss out on the opportunity to show up, speak up, and step up in your professional and your personal life. Find out how you can join us at leadhershipglobal.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.